Here's Chad coming to you from the uh, Sports Review. I should say Sports and Spirituality Review. Tonight on the Brewers. And I'm coming to you from the Sports and Spirituality Library is what I should say. And, um... Well, we're going to take a look at the Brewers tonight. I'm going to start off with their uh, five top prospects because it seems like... Uh, Seems like these guys make the most noise on the team um, with their potential. So we'll see what happens. But I would say that I would say MLB's number eight prospect is uh, Jackson Chorio, and uh, I should say Jackson Chorio. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Great arm for playing in the outfield. And, uh, you know, he, he reminds people, I hate to say this again and again, but I say it, anytime it comes, somebody comes from uh, Dominican or the uh, Puerto Rico or down there, they compare him to freaking Clemente. And uh, that's a tough, uh, that's a tough one to, uh, that's a tough one to be compared to because, you know, people start thinking that you should do it start looking at you and start to uh, believe that you're going to be him, you know, instead of just preparing. So what I'm going to do at this is uh, this, this is a scores does a really uh, does a great job with with being able to uh, be the star. You know, he's going to be the big dog. He's going to be 20 years old this year. And I know he's not going to be in the... I'm probably not going to start out in the majors, right? But he's going to be right on the doorstep. And uh, I don't think they expect him to be there until next year, but don't be surprised if he gets here this year. And that's the thing is, is that the Brewers are looking for some... Uh, just just one of those special players, you know, a, a stud, and um, something that they can develop their uh, their team around. Because this is a uh, this branch, this particular franchise is a uh, is very uh, it's getting to become more and more grounded in, in Milwaukee, but. You know, with Miller Park now is going on about, <clears throat> it's almost late. It's hard to believe that it's going to be 24 years old. <clears throat> Excuse me. 24 years old, and it's time for, uh, it's time for the Brewers to start putting something together here. Get into the uh, World Series. You know, that's what the thing is, is that the only World Series that they've been to so far is 1982. That's that's a hell of a long time with all the World Series, and uh, you know it's it's time for them to be it's time for them to be looking on the uh, at the prospect wire and hoping that some of these guys do turn out so they can develop their team around them. All right, sale. Freelick. He's a great player, and I've heard a lot about this guy.
Yeah, he is a, uh, He's twenty. Uh, he's gonna be twenty-three in April. He's five foot ten, one hundred eighty-two pounds. He's got a lot of. He's got a little. He's got a lot of pack and a little body. That's for sure. He can. Uh, he can hit the. Uh, he can hit it. And uh, hitting is seventy. You know, it's a scale of twenty to eighty. And his hitting is a seventy already. His power is a forty-five. And he runs as a seventy-two. Fast, fast, woof. Arms are 45, so he's he's definitely going to be a, he's probably going to be a left fielder and um, with an arm like that. But his fielding is a 55. You know, and the thing is, too, is that, you know, he's, he's done nothing but hit in the minors. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's time for him to... Uh, Hopefully, maybe he can come back and uh, up this year and be able to can be called up. Uh, actually, I think he will be, unless he just dies and the uh, his potential is just his potential for hitting just is goes out the door. And next guy is Joey Weimer. He reminds me of Corey Hart. Six foot four, two hundred and twenty pounds, is right handed hitter. He throws right handed. Fourth round, twenty twenty. He's hits a, you know, twenty to eighty so far as a uh he hits forty five, powers a sixty, runs sixty, arms a seventy, feeling is a fifty five and overall fifty five. I just see him being able to be able to develop. And that's the thing is, is that that's what they have. You know, he is 24, so he needs to start to do it now. But uh, he, went to, he went to Cincinnati, and he had, so he had three good seasons at Cincinnati uh, with the Bearcats. And, you know, it's, it's, sometimes it's easy to say that, but what I see him doing is, He's gonna. He's not gonna hit for much of an average. I mean, he's gonna. He's not gonna hit three hundred or nothing like that. He's probably gonna be around two eighty, but he's gonna give it thirty home runs and uh, I can can on a very consistent basis. And um, he's the type of guy that will be a uh, type of guy that'll be in the outfield. He'll be a heck of a left fielder. He's gonna, you know, he can jump. He's gonna get over. You know, he's gonna do play rod ball. And, uh, you know, it, it saved the pitching staff a lot of, uh, all right, gopher balls. That's what I see. And, that, and the next guy I go down to is Garrett Mitchell. He's growing on me like crazy. He came into the league last year. He got up for his first call to the majors last year. And he, he performed really well. And, uh. And it was the thing was that, you know, Mitchell, he's got so much speed. You got a 20 to 80 skill, they got his speed as an 80. I mean, I, you never see his speed as an 80. They're saying, too, that he might be the fastest guy in the major leagues. 20th overall pick in uh, 2019. And he was a... Uh, I'm sorry, in 2020, he was a pro overall pick. 
but yeah, when he starts to hit, it's going to be amazing because he's going to be able to develop it. He's going to be developed as a hitter. His speed is a 50 for a hitter, power is a 45, speed's an 80, arms a 60, field's a 60. Let's see. Overall, he's a fifty, but the reality is, is that that power is gonna that power is gonna come to him too. He's gonna get more balls over the fence, and because he's gonna be working and learning a lot more, and you know that's the thing too is that you know you have to be able to have a uh, have an attitude that you need that you're not all about it, you know, that you don't know everything, that you're you know, Mister 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 Tough Man, Mister Big. Bimster big shot. But um that's what they're gonna find. They're gonna find him. Hopefully he's gonna play this year. He could be playing center field. The thing is they're not gonna get rid of Yelich. Guarantee you that much. Not with all that money that they got him signed to. And you know, if if uh Christian Yelich didn't have those huge years, those two huge years. I would say that Garrett Mitchell's that type of player. You know, minus those two, minus those two incredible years, I say Garrett Mitchell's that type of player. If you look at Christian Yelich's stats, and you see the uh, stats that he has, you know, he 15 to twenty home run potential, and uh, he's gonna steal some bases, a lot of bases, once they teach you how to properly steal. And he can run in the outfield, obviously, like a flipping deer. And the thing is, too, is that, you know, it's it's nice to see him be able to, uh, nice to see him come up last year and have success, you know. And that's the most important part. Oh, boy, we got the got it now. What are you doing up here? All right. Yeah, it's the, you know, it's the cast daily rounds around here, so... Get used to that one. But uh, that's the thing for Garrett Mitchell is, is that he has a ability to be to be one of the best players in baseball if he can hit more and uh, become a, become that type of hitter because of that speed. It's just speed and power is amazing. That's what you know. And he's starting to develop power too. So. All right, let's go on to the next guy then. Next guy is Bryce Turing. Turing is a uh, Turing was a good pickup and he's a good draft pick in 2019. He's um, 23 years old, and I'm glad they took him early and got him. 2018, they got him and. Uh, I believe what's going to happen is he's going to he's going to start at second base this year, and if he doesn't play in the beginning of the year, they'll have him in there. As you know, they might even bring him up in May or something like that, just to uh, get that contract out of his uh, contract year rid of because of his. They don't want him to be off the roster. Anyone else claim him? So he's done nothing but show. Uh, Show the ability to play four, three positions: shortstop, second base, and outfield. 
Now, from what my understanding is, second is shortstop is his uh, natural position. I believe that he's, you know, and he's gonna be he's a good shortstop too, obviously. But second base, he can play it, and he can pick it, and he's a good he's a good offensive player too. He doesn't have. He doesn't have the greatest, he doesn't have awesome power, but he's going to develop it. And he started developing last year in the minors when he, you know, he, he hit, uh, he hit 12 home runs in the minors last year. And, you know, it's, it's always, it's always the type of guy that, that you want in second, at second base, it's the guy that, that guy that can hit a little. He can be he can be at the top of the order. His power's a forty. He's running he can run a sixty. Arms a fifty five, feelings a sixty. His overall is a uh, fifty. Well, that's what I see him doing though, is I see him being able to uh develop these tools as he goes. And he's going to be nothing but a uh, great player for the Brewers. It's been a great pickup. As you say, he's a great draft pick. And anyways, let's go on to the rest of their club here. So, that's, that's the thing I see about scouting is that it becomes so inconsistent. And, um, Sometimes I think they overthink it, and you know that's that's what I see. You know they they try to rate they're trying to rate these guys before they even before they're they're even in the minor majors. You know and that's it's just shame on them because the guys the, the, what you what they do is they just put an incredible pressure on them to be. Somebody who they, you know, to be who their potential says they're going to be. Well, you know, maybe they could be better or worse. You know, you don't know. And I enjoy watching the, uh, well, I enjoy watching baseball. What? Boy, they get hung up on these guys that, are you going to be the next million, Mickey Mantle? You know, stuff like that. That's like when I was talking about Chorio. He said, he's going to be the next Roberto Clemente. We'll see about that one. But, you know, it's... It's, it's, if he can see he has the potential to be that way, that's awesome. But like I said, it's, it's a far cry. It's a far cry from being, uh, being Mickey Mantle, that's for sure. I remember when Kirk Gibson came up that, uh, I just remember reading the baseball digest that, uh, Sparky Anderson said he was going to be the next, uh, well, let's get out of this. He's going to be the next Mickey Mantle, and, uh, you know, it's all fine and everything, but reality is that Sparky's just putting extra pressure on him. And, you know, we all, we all have a tendency to do that, and, you know, it's, it's I also remember, uh, <laughs> I go back to this a lot, especially when Kurt 
Quinn Hurdles, man. You gonna know. If you guys remember the uh the SI cover with with uh with him on the cover we put her on the cover and you know it was just so uh it was so talked about. Yeah, it's it's good, you know, if they talked about him like he's gonna be the uh the best player ever to uh grace the baseball diamond with his presence and you know, it, it doesn't make any sense, but then again they you know, it's it's fun to watch. Yeah, I think sometimes they put extra they say that stuff just to sell papers and magazines. And, you know, it's it's one of the things that I like about baseball though. I do enjoy I do enjoy studying the younger players and taking a look at and just taking a look at what uh what's coming with the what's good what they're gonna bring to the table. So what we have, we got the uh, we got the crew coming up here. They open next. Uh, they open next Friday, I believe, in uh, Wrigley. So we're gonna have a. Uh, so it'll be it'll be another it'll be a good year, I believe. Now I don't think they're gonna have a. Sorry, I'm trying to get back to this. I don't think they're ever they're going to be a championship team. I don't think they're going to be in the World Series. And I'll be surprised if they finished as they did last year, 10 games over 500. But uh, usually what happens is they have usually, they have a good, uh, a good bullpen they have a good, uh, they have a good starting staff, you know. I think Peralta's gonna have an excellent year this year. He just keeps getting better and better every time he's learns, you know. And he is injury prone, but he's also a, uh, he's also gonna be a great pitcher. And, uh, you know, and then you got Corbin Burns, you know, and these guys are just, Corbin Burns is just magical, and uh, throwing a no-hitter he threw against the uh, Indians last year, and uh, not last year, but 2021, and, you know, he had a hell of a year. But last year was a little bit on the, he was as good as he should have been. There's people wanting him to be in. But unfortunately, he's still battling over his contract. And you know, it just gets back to Vita Blue and when Vita Blue was going was going bad and uh But yeah, when Vita Blue was back then and he was having all the problems that you know, he was a lot of fun to watch. The problem was was when he was a rocking he was rocking and his uh he had a really good rookie year, but then the second year, Vita Blue was on fire. And he ended up like 24 and 8. He had started the All Star game in Detroit. And what I what he saw was all these teams saw was, you know, like 
Finley wanted to change his name to True Blue and, uh, And that was what, what drove him and his agent crazy. Was the fact that was that holdout. And when he, they brought him, when he came back, he signed his contract finally. He came back and he had a pathetic year. He was like six and ten and He's six, he's six and ten that year, and uh, I know he had a pretty high ERA too. But it just seems like sometimes the players in back of you they start to regret that money situation that you're making on the mound, and they start to you know people would say, "Oh no 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 no, they got a competition." Yeah, I don't buy all that. I think that there's a lot of jealousy in a baseball team like that. Especially over a money situation. And all right, finally. Oh my flipping God. All right, here we go. So, what we Brewers got is they got some good players. There's no doubt about that when we start off with Willie Adonis and, uh, Good to see him back from uh, from the World Baseball Classic because he, he had a good year last year, and um, I think he's going to have an even better year this year. Now, with a new with a new LA, and you guys have known if you listened to me before with his with his uh, reviews, is that Willie may strike out a lot. But he's got pop. And, you know, he, LPS last year was 756. And his, uh, he had 31 home runs last year, 4.4 war. Wins the ball replacement player. And, you know, he, he did a good job. I mean, you know, you, you take a look at the batting and just throw it out. You know, but, you know, he hundred. 12 uh, OPS pluses, it's, it's all right. It's all right, but he's going to get better. You know, he's, he's really good shortstop. And, you know, it's, he, what he brings to the table is, is a uh, type of player that can be, that has already been, that has already shown his uh, potential and is better than what he had for potential. So, you know, I'm hopefully that he can start bringing some more of that enthusiasm to their team because they're going to need it. You know, it's just it's just going to be a slow. Yeah, it's going to be a slow, uh, slow start. I, th I think for the Brewers, I think they'll gel after a while. And you know, who knows if they're going to win the World Series or not? Nobody knows. You know, it's all about injuries and stuff like that. They're not predicted to win the World Series, I can guarantee you that much. Um, you know, he's, he's 27 years old, though, and, like, when you get to be 27, you thought, you you know, your best days are still in front of you, 
she better start to put up numbers real fast. And, uh, you know, you're meeting, you're meeting your, uh, peak performance time. You know, and you're, you're going to be, you're going to be a good, you're going to be a good player for, usually they're, usually from about 27 to 34 is when there's good seasons. At 34 years later, but they start to go downhill rapidly. And, you know, it's, hopefully Willie doesn't do that, so. Man, when he came over, when Willie came over to the Brewers, he had a, uh, he had an enthusiasm, and he, that was a great trade for him. You know, they traded away, uh, J.P. Fireisen and, uh, Rasmussen, and they traded him, and they traded uh, Adamus and that and, uh, guy from the bullpen, I can't think of his name, to the Brewers. Uh, anyways, what I'm trying to say is the guy was, the guy's a decent pitcher, but he's a bullpen guy, and you know, he's a, he's a, he, this guy was a long, long hair, long, uh, long man. Out of the bullpen. So here we go. Here's the stud right here. Corbin Burns. Now I'm thinking about trading him in the uh as the season grows and uh I wouldn't be surprised if they try to move him during the during the All Star break and the trading deadline. They're gonna try to get some for him. I, I don't think he's gonna turn into Aaron Rodgers or anything, but uh, he, he seems to be, uh, he seems to be really focused on pitching. There's no doubt about that. And you know, the Brewers picked him in the fourth round of that 2016 draft. He's out of St. Mary's College of California in Moraga, California. And you know, it's it's fun to think that he's. Yeah, 243 strikeouts, like I said. He had a .965 whip. Uh, career's 1.04 whip. But he's 515 innings. He has 670 strikeouts for his... Uh, 670 strikeouts. And hopefully they can get him going because his K is... His inning pitch to K is incredible. So he's a he's a beast. You know that's the thing about this. Looking at records and stuff like that with a guy like uh, Corbin Burns, and you know, you see, you see him being like twelve and eight last year. Well, you know, he just doesn't go that far, and he doesn't go far enough into games. He just got him off by the sixth, seventh inning. You know, he, he actually Burns goes a little farther in the games than most most of them do, but. He's still, he's, 
But it's that seventh inning comes, he's still being might be coming out. No matter what, because you know he had that you no know, hitter well, Josh Hader had to lock it down. But, you know, it's like I think too, it's like, you know, baseball is so competitive and it's so hard to be a Baseball is so competitive, it's so hard to be, so hard to go nine innings. You know, it's it's not like in the uh, in the days of yesteryear where they would just take the, uh, they would just when they were pitching, they could just throw, you know, lollipops up there and just save their arm. It's just a different competition level, is what I'm saying. And that's from the, uh, and that's from the. 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s is where you get to the competition level. It goes up every decade. Yeah, gradual, you know, gradually. And, um, you know, pretty soon you got all these pitchers are throwing 100 miles an hour. And see, the, the radar gun, that I've been told, is the fact that is the live radar gun which is a, uh, it gives off a lot faster reading. Cause it's, ta- it's taking the, uh, it's taking the pitch as it comes across the plate. The old one was, the new one because it's coming out of his hand. So that makes a big difference in the, uh, miles per hour. You know, and it's, and it's, I don't, I don't even think the stadium shows it. The stadiums used to put up there, oh, how hard you throwing out. It's kind of, it's not that big of a deal now because they're all throwing in 100. Not all of them, but quite a few of them. So, it's another year of, I believe it's going to be another year of the, uh, It doesn't mean another year for the Brewers to, you know, to grow as a team and become, you know, it, it, it's time to make their move. It really is. It's time to quit screwing around. You know, it's like St. Louis went and got uh, Holiday, or not Holiday. St. Louis went and got Goldie and uh, turned around and get Areno and uh, Nelson, you know, Areno. Ariano, Ariano, I'm sorry. Oh, well, Gold Sprint and Ariano. And uh, the Brewers, what do they do? Sat quiet. You know, they try to make these little, little dinky trades over the, over the, over the year. And, uh, you know, they signed away Miley. And these guys are just journeymen. So we'll see. But that's the thing about it. The thing that frustrates me is they're thinking that they could play uh thinking that they could play these guys, you know, and not spend any money and just fill the seats, you know, and that's that's just too bad because that upsets me. That really upsets me. It's just if you're going to be a major league team, why not just go for it? Take care of your fans. Your fans the fans are out there and they're in the seats ready for a top flight baseball team. And, you know, it's, 
and and they need to cut the little gimmicks out too of pitching. You know, and they did it a little bit better last year. And they had Hernan Perez, and they had to have him. Uh, they wanted him to pitch, you know, because their games, and you know, they bring him in the fifth, sixth inning when the games are just getting out of control. There's like a few of the games, well, it just turned into a soap opera. You know, what can have these? He's the utility man. But he can pitch too. I just don't like that stuff at all because it's it's too Hollywood for me. And Luis Arias is the type of guy that uh, you know he's five ten, two hundred two pounds. I think he'll flourish in the new system. He's going to be you know he he struggled last year because he's trying to he's trying to hit home runs. You know, he's trying to be the uh he's trying to be the top dog. You know, he's only he's small, he's five ten with two hundred two pounds. He can hit with power. He had sixteen home runs last year. Um because say he is uh OB, OPS is seven thirty nine. And he had one ten OPS plus. Well, it's above average. Let's just put it that way, but it's not it doesn't wake anybody up. You know, it, he's going to be a decent utility player. And he's also going to be a uh, type of guy that can play quite a few different positions on the infield. He doesn't play in the outfield at all, but he can play third base, second base, shortstop, and he might even be able to play a little bit of first. Now, he's got a good bat, too, so... But yeah, he had 3.1 war last year. So he's the type of guy that you can just keep an eye on for your fantasy team because he just might come and come into his own. He gets he gets nicked up a lot too with the little injuries and stuff like that, but I think that's pretty casual. He knows the same type of player his brother uh his brother is with the Orioles. You know, they have those, all have the same, have the same body type, and uh, you know he was he was really good with uh, he was really good with giving the fans something to look for. All right, and we go. guy. Rowdy Turles. Mr. Cribbage himself. He's supposed to be the baseball's best cribbage player. I don't I don't really understand it, but Yeah, he is uh, baseball, baseball America, and uh, 
Rollins first team high school all-star, All-American. He's 28. His nationality is American. Even though he played for, I don't understand. He played for Mexico in the uh, World Baseball Classic. I, know, I just try to avoid that stuff. But, you know, it's just, I think the World Baseball Classic is great, but they should play at a different time of year. In my estimation, and have these guys in, all in camp at the same time. But then again, they're playing baseball and they're getting better and they're playing against the top competition. So, so that's what uh, when you're playing against the top competition. Gotta really, you're gonna have to amp up, especially, uh, you know, you're gonna have to amp up and really get going when you come into the uh, World Baseball Classic because that competition is gonna kick your butt otherwise. And, you know, he's, he had a uh, 767 OPS last year, 306 on base percentage. Uh, 89 RBIs, 35 home runs, 89 RBIs because the Brewers weren't getting anybody on base in front of them. Uh, he had 116 hits, 67 runs, and he had 529 at-bats. So what he needs to do, he needs to get some people on in front of him because the man can sing, can swing the lumber. He, he came over in that, he came over from Toronto with, uh, The guy that traded up there for, uh, the guy came from Tampa Bay with William Thomas. And then on he went to, uh, Bruce traded that guy to Toronto and they got to Les back. Well, what a great move that was. Now they found their first baseman hoping they'll stick with him. You know, because the Justin Smoke and, uh, these guys that were just plug-ins to the uh, first base. Tullos seems to be more of a powerful first base, and he seems to be more natural. And so, like, you know, like, 2018, he was a uh, 70 at best. He had a 943 OPS. 742 OPS again. With uh, Toronto, 370 at bats in 2019. 2020, he had uh, 30, I think he was hurt, you know, plus that was a COVID year too. So he had 35 games, 20 runs. Yeah, his production was way down. Um, Yeah, he came over from the Brewers in a trade and did well. He hit uh, 11 home runs that year. and um, 719 OPS, which isn't great, but, you know, it's it's one of those, it's one of those things that, you know, air, air out the playoffs was 0.92. 
and 2021 and 2022 is the same thing. 0.92. Boy, it's consistent at least. <laughs> but um, that's what I see. I see the uh, ability for this guy to uh, to become a great, great player. You know, he's he's going to be facing he's going to be facing no shifts too. So that's really going to help him out because. You know, the, the shifts are just sort of taken away from this guy because he's not a great natural hitter. You know, he hits for power. And for power, he pulls the ball. He doesn't, he, you know, he, he's hit some home runs on the left and center, from what I remember. But this guy is a, uh, this guy's going to be one of the best players to watch this year for the Brewers. You know, if they can get him and uh, Adamas on the same page, you know, they could carry this team. Oh, this is a bad number. Batted balls in place was 215 last year. Grown into 20 double plays, or 85 grown into double plays opportunities. Still don't understand that one. And he, uh, but yeah, he's, he is the type of guy that will be fun to keep an eye on, you know, like, hopefully he can raise that ground into, or helping him get that air off the fly all better, that's for sure, because that's horrible. Six feet four. 270 pounds, and I do believe they call him the polar bear. So what, they, what they're going to have to do is, with him is, the batting coach is just going to have to get him to be more a more consistent player. That's all there is to it. It seems to me when he's uh, when he's hitting, they're doing fine. When he's not, they're in trouble. All right, I'm, I'm skipping back and forth. I'm sorry. From uh, pitching to fielding. And uh, regular players, so. So one of my favorite pitchers is Brandon Woodruff. And he's... He's the type of guy that, you know, is going to be there for your franchise. He's going to be, he's, what he is, he's a, they call him a, they call him a horse, you know. He's the guy that carries the mail. He's the big dog. He's the ace of the staff. He went 13, he was a, uh. 3.05 ERAs last year. 
um, 27 games. He started 27 games. 153 and a third. Hundred and ninety, yeah. He struck out one hundred ninety-five points. Struck out one hundred ninety batters and one hundred fifty-four and a third innings. His whip was one point zero seven. And his career is a one point zero seven whip also. So in his career, he has a uh, 613 and a third inning hit. He's got 714 strikeouts. So it sounds like he's writing that uh, strikeout to innings pitch ratio is very good. Now, they need to get him more runs. That's all there is to it. And that's, that's the problem that I see with the Brewers right now. I see them as a team that does not... Is that not is not able to hit the ball and keep the keep getting more runs so they can start to start put put games away. Shouldn't get these outstanding pitching performances. It gets frustrating for the pitchers, you know. But you know the pitchers also got to get over that too. But what I'm saying though is that. That seems to be what uh, what happens with uh, guys like Woodruff. Is but he's uh, he's uh, he's showing his re- he has a lot of resiliency. So he's gonna come back the next start. And he's gonna do he's gonna be better. He'll do better than the last start. So. Last year, they had a uh, 0.67 ground out to air outs. And there's some other stuff I see with him, anyways, that, that I know. And, you know, in 2019, he finished uh, a 3.62 ERA. Uh, in 22 games, he had. Uh, 22 games started, he had 121, 121.2 innings pitch with uh, 109 hits. Some problems. If you have a fantasy team, you're going to want to keep an eye on this guy. First of all, you're going to want to keep an eye on for his positivities. The negatives, like injuries, time on the injured list, you're going to want to take a look at that too because he has a tendency to get... Uh, well, there's nothing really been very much wrong with him, but he has a tendency to get hurt. But one ter- terminology in sports for me is right here is in football, basketball, baseball. He's a gamer. He's a gamer. That's a bunch of bullshit. You know the guys. The guy's competitive, yeah, but I don't know what they say about this. He's a gamer business because what I see is 
you know, maybe if they reach the World Series or something like that, he's he's gonna be a he's gonna be a good pick, but that's what I you know, that's what we see. So yeah, he very much he looks like uh he looks like the red rooster, Rick Sutcliffe. And he's got that big uh got that big woolly man with red beard Look out. Six four, two hundred and forty four pounds. Age thirty. You know, they they talked to you about him because I'll never forget when he uh was pitching down in the minors. And he was supposed to go to I think he's supposed to go to his brother's funeral or something, but what happened his brother his brother killed himself, but I think he had a drug overdose. I don't want to say that for sure, but something like that. And what happened was, seemed to boost his, uh, gave him the boost he needed to pitch better and to put more into pitching. And, um, yes, he's been great. You know, and so anyway, just keep an eye on him. Because otherwise I'll feel bad if you guys don't pick him up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Freddy Peralta. Fastball Freddy. So, Fastball Freddy is... Fastball Freddy is age 26 years old. He's been with them for a few years now. Remember that rookie year he, uh, I think he struck out like 14 batters. His, uh, initial, uh, his first initial appearance as a big leaguer. And the whole family was all cranked up. So they all got up here and, you know, and, you know, it was fine, but it was just like, this guy is just incredible. He can pitch, you know, and that's... He pitched in 18 games last year, 17 games started. He had 78 inning pitch at 86 strikeouts. 1.04 whip. I think his, I think his numbers are going to go up. They're going to go up. Big, big, big numbers he's going to get. Fastballs. Innings pitch to K's is going to be very, very high. Uh, he's got a lot of good momentum. Good momentum on his fastball because he's got this uh, that change up, too. I do believe it's a circle change. But he's got... He's not going to baffle you, but he's going to blow it right by you. And he's... Even four and four, 82 with a uh, 3.58 ERA. He had 17 starts, like I just said. He held opponents to 190 batting average with 80, 86 strikeouts in 76 innings, 78 innings. Yeah, he was on the injured list twice. Uh, 
He's on there May 23rd from till uh, 8 2, so the August. Yeah, August 2nd. Right posterior shoulder strain. And, 19, and then September 9th to September 24th, right shoulder inflammation. So hopefully they can keep, keep it healthy and keep all that shoulder situation because, you know, an elbow is easy to repair for the doctors. But the shoulder is a whole different subject. So he had a great year in 21, that's for sure. You know, he's 2.81 ERA in, uh, in 2021. He's Freddy, fastball Freddy. So, I'm going to put a stop to it right there. And that'll be uh, the end of plan B. Or I'll, be, I'll pick up part B from there. And uh, we're going to be able to have a uh, another part of this coming. So, looks like they've got the prospects done. Getting through the roster a little bit. And, you know, and, and I just going to say it's one of my favorite Brewer memories, obviously, going to the Game 3 of the World Series against the Cardinals and William McGee had two home runs. And that was a lot of fun for me. And um, it's just one of those things where you just remember the smell of broths <laughs> and beer. So if nobody else has told you that they love you today, I do. And that's with the power of love. Thanks. That's you gotta keep me awake. Thank <laughs> you.